now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Seventh Rounders. It's been a while. Um, the boys stay in contact, but we haven't been live on the air in quite some time. A lot to talk about. We're bringing back a couple things we haven't done in a while, but to start, we're bringing it live to Charlotte, North Carolina, where John has taken another step in adulthood. He has bought a vehicle. John, tell us all about it. Tell us the process, the lead up, uh, who you would like to thank through this process. The floor (laughs) is yours. Okay. Thanks, Chad. Didn't know we were getting into that right away. Um, non-sports related, but yeah, I mean, I think once it's officially here, it'll all hit Chad, uh, bought a car first adult purchase. Um, you know, first big boy purchase, uh, Hannah's sitting here just distracting me. I'm she's trying to throw me off my game. I don't know what she's doing. She's standing by the door, hovering by the door. She doesn't and like, I'm Mazda. all distracted she doesn't and like I'm trying Mazda. to like get my bearings. No, she was like, it's like she like broke into the house and she was waiting to see if I was responsive or not. Um, but now she's in the kitchen. I can't really hear moral of the story. I just persevered, but, um, yeah, dude, it's, it was the last like two weeks going into buying this car. I, this has been like on my radar for a couple of years now is the, uh, Chrysler's worn, uh, gotten tenured, uh, with me and it felt like working another job the whole buying process. So, um, you know, you got to weigh your best options, do your research. I don't know if you guys have plans, so, you know, what, what your car situation might be. If you're looking to buy one, whoever out there might be looking to buy one, but you got to do your due diligence, um, you know, narrow it down, really refine your search at first. If you can't find what you want, then expand it a little bit. Lucky to have fortunate shout out Charlie Wiseman, MVP through the whole process out in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, Works at BMW out there. Found a real nice 2018 Mazda 3 uh, hatchback touring vehicle. It's a beauty. He sent it to me initially. I shot it down. I was like, nah, I don't know. And then I looked at it a little bit more throughout the rest of the day. It's about two weeks ago now. And I fell in love with it over a course of about 12 hours the more I looked at it. So, um, But also, you got to look when you're looking, dude. And I said this to you guys. You got to think, which of these cars now, because this is just like a stepping stone now. Five years when I'm rich, we're going to get the McLaren P1. So I got to say, you know, what, what's going to have the, hold the most value in this car with the features and everything? I think it's going to have the most value out of everything I looked at in the price range in five years. So use your head with that. Negotiate. I, I, use your head. Do your homework. Take it seriously. This is an investment. You're in your car every day. So tell me about the negotiation process. Were you aggressive? Were you passive? Did you get emotional? I was, I was emotional. Um, with myself for sure. I, I wrestled the financial component of it all a ton. He honestly, and it was between probably three cars. One was with CarMax, two with Chuck. One was 3000 cheaper than the one that I ended up getting. But I was like, like goes back. It's an investment. You know, you're, I'm not going, you can't go cheap on it. I, I didn't wait two years to settle for a car that I didn't want. So we took the one that we wanted. It was more expensive. We had a plan. We executed the plan. I feel great about it. I spent a ton of money on this. I feel <laughs> so great about it. Like, I have never been happier about that. It's not even here yet. It's supposed to get here tomorrow. So, um, 
Very exciting time, though. It's, like, kept me going, dude. Kept a smile on the face. I, I have a few questions. So, one, if you didn't have Chuck in this process during this whole COVID thing, would you have bought a car without being able to, like, test drive it or... You know, I, I haven't even been able to test drive this vehicle. I haven't even driven this car, and I spent a ton of money on it already. I, I, I don't really put a ton of value in that. Just know it's only got 8,000 miles on it, so it's pretty much brand new. It's had one owner in 8,000 miles. So um, I thought I was able to get a great, a great deal for what it was. Um, but I remember test driving, like, when I got this car seven years ago, whenever it was, uh, even though that wasn't – this is my first all-me purchase. That was, My dad got the last one, whatever, and then – you know, but, um, I remember test driving like four cars and I couldn't tell the difference between any of them. So I, I don't know. That doesn't really bother me. Um, I trust, I trusted Kelly blue book and <laughs> travel and their high ratings on this car. 4.7, I think on Kelly blue book is pretty fantastic. So that's, that's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Pretty fired up. But, so last two questions, you can answer them together, separate, whatever. Number one, you said you did your due diligence. What other cars were up for consideration? So and number got, two. Yeah. Sorry, go, go ask quick. a second. And number two, I don't really, I've never paid for my own car, so I'm not really sure how it works. Are you on a down payment plan? Were you b- big money balling and you paid it all at once? Or yeah, how does that work? The first question, what was in the running? So I actually, Mazda was kind of lurking in the background. Now this is, I'm going to relate this like horse race because I've, before this week, we taking a pause on the gambling just because of the purchase this week. You know, we got to be smart. Um, but the past few weeks got really into the horse racing. This is like this this Mazda I got is like the the third favorite who's like lurking around in the back until the final turn and then just absolute fired out of a fucking pistol, dude. Comes out of the corner, ends up at first. But I stumbled across a Mazda three Sport, which is a little bit different on CarMax. Um, initially and that's kind of what turned me on to the mazdas uh i was looking heavily there's in the price range what i was looking for was a lot of nissans a lot of kias really not as sleek the nissan ultima was the other one i mentioned is about 3k cheaper but i went against it um but there there wasn't a lot there toyota and honda i would have liked but i couldn't find anything that also met my criteria that the one i did got so that's kind of what it came down to. My dad said, don't buy American cars. They're garbage. And I know that because Chrysler broke down uh, pretty quickly. Just American cars. They're not that great. It sucks to say. Um, John, do you uh, no regret yet? Do you think regret will set in at any point when you look at the bank account? No, I don't think so. Wow. And what color? Uh, it's going to be a, it's like a navy blue, but it's, what's the word they use? Sleek blue. It's like, it's got like, it's a little bit Midnight navy. Midnight navy. Oh, it's, it's a matte? A little matte? No, it's not matte. No, 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 not matte. I wish it was matte. That'd be sweet. Um, God, I can't remember the name for it. I kept saying like, like it's like a crystal blue. Does that sound right? It's like a darker blue. You'll see it on Instagram story eventually. I can't, yeah, you got to take a picture like on the hood or something. Something yeah. aggressive. Yeah. Maybe Photoshop you guys in it. Yes. Chad's eyes lit up when I said that. He loved Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, I love me. So I love when I'm involved in things. Speaking so, of you, Chad, actually, any, any follow-ups? Is that any other? No, uh, that was great. I uh, Right now, I don't have the need for a car living in New York City. Yeah. Um, 
and being in quarantine, you know, I can't go anywhere anyways. However, the day I do purchase a car, I'm, I'm fairly excited, aside from the, the monetary commitment. But dude, I mean, uh, the it monetary, seems like a big step. Hey, if you've been saving up, dude, and I, it's like I said, I've been eyeing a new car for a while now. Just the time it needed to be right. And then I was like, it's getting to the end of the quarantine, dude. I'm going back in the office next week. And I'm thinking I should probably get it before I go back in the office. <laughs> so I got it the last week, the 11th hour. My last question, back. I guess, is did you consult your parents prior to oh, buying? Yeah. I assume you did. I just I think I think me and my dad have spoke on the phone every day for the past like week about this. Uh, definitely at least texted every day. So he's been big uh, in the process. Said he was proud. It's always good to hear. Good week in that in that right on the mental state. Um, no, but back to dude. Once it, the financial thing it doesn't even hurt. Like once you've been eyeing it, saving up for it, you know that's what the money's for. It's almost like a relief to get rid of it. Have it. Give me the car. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure you've been stressing about it for a few weeks now, it sounds like. So. It's a now, fact you that said it's war being, zone plot. Right, yeah. But you, said it's being, you said it's being delivered. Like, how does that work out? Are you expecting, like, a huge, like, truck to pull up with your car? or like? They have uh, volunteered to airlift it here, actually. It's going to come down in a helicopter. There's no way I'll that's true. Right now. <laughs> There's absolutely no <laughs> you way. Thought, you thought about it for a second, though. I did think about you it, did. yeah. No, they're uh, they're hauling it down in a vehicle in a truck, I believe. Um, well, that's nice of them to do that for you. Yeah. So that's my life update for for all those valuable listeners out there. Big week. Uh, just a quick round. I just want to say congratulations to yes. John. That's huge. We're happy. Uh, we now we have added, in- uh, we added AJ la- or a couple almost a month ago now, getting engaged. John buys his first car. Folks, the seventh rounders are growing up right in front of you. At except least some for, of us are. Except for Chad yeah, I, and I, yeah. Yeah, except for Connor and I. Yeah, that's exciting, though. However, we do have to move along. Chad texted us today. He really wanted to bring this back. 16 questions. A Matt Marzula favorite. He does Chad's love it. idea. Chad will be thinking of the athlete, coach, etc. today. I hope he has thought of one. I don't know I, if he has or not. I hope he has a way to tally the guesses. I am ready to go. And I will, right here, I will tally. I'll do, yeah, 16 questions. Not enough fingers, but I'm going to figure gonna it say, out. I think you were trying to find your last six fingers. That's okay. All right. I'm starting. I'll start. All right. Okay. All right. Um, is this an NFL player? No. Uh, do they play a team sport on a field? Well, that's two it's questions. Baseball player. It's a baseball player. No, the way two thought questions. About that, you ask one or the other. You ask no, one no, or the that's other. one question. It's, it's said, one question with two qualifiers. A yeah. team sport, and they play on a field, so no. A team sport that is played on the field. Does he play baseball? It just said he wasn't. Do you consider that a diamond or no? Oh, I no, consider that's a field. that a baseball field. A field. I'll let you go again. Okay, okay not again. on the field. There's a reason I asked that, Connor. If you don't guess with this question, I'm going to ask it. Is it NASCAR related? No. That was good. That's why I asked it, because, dude, the racetrack's not a field. That's why I asked it. Yeah. And I know he's Chad's all up in arms about the race tonight. He's all fired Correct. up. 
Here's what we have to think about. Because you did use two qualifiers, they could play on a field as an individual. Yeah, they could. Or a team not on a field. So we got we to gotta think about that. Yeah. That's three questions. So no no question was asked. We were just conversing. No, Connor. No, 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 no. We have three. Yeah, we have three. Total. I've asked yeah. two. So John is back on the clock. Okay. Do they play an individual sport? No. Is it a basketball player? Yes. Uh, what? Yes. Yes. Is it a right now? He might be a yeah, coach right say, now. Is he a, a current active basketball player? No. That is six is he questions. An, is he a current active coach? Yes. Connor, did you ask if it was NBA or did you say basketball? I just said basketball. Is it an NBA coach? Yes. That is eight. Halfway. Does he coach in the Eastern Conference? No. That's nine. John, there's really no excuse we shouldn't get this question, this one right. I get one more guess, though, or sorry, one more question. Um, does he coach in the state of California? Yes. Good question. That's oh ten. Oh my God! Is it Luke Walton? No. Oh, Is it Stephen Kerr? Yes. Definitely going with the Kings. Wow. Wow. Steve Kerr was actually the first coach that crossed my mind. I don't know why. Probably because he's been in the news lately with the Jordan thing. But, God, that one hurt. Yeah, so, you know, I related that one on my mind as well because of the last dance. A lot of him on social media lately. And I think that's a good transition. But I say so myself. I mean, it was beautifully done. You can tell you thought about that. I... Tremendous thought went into that one. Now, real quick before we do move, I'm trying to think right about where Marzula would have texted me that uh, his first guess. I'm saying like after question eight or nine, I get that first text from him. He throws a coach's name out there. I, I don't. He sends the text. I read it. I don't even reply because I forget what it's about. But that's just going to happen. And now he's just going to listen to this part. And he's be like, wow, that just happened. Yeah. So speaking of the last dance, <clears throat> Chad, I know you haven't finished it yet. John, you finished it. I personally thought it was amongst the greatest documentaries I've I've seen in a while. Clearly a bit of Jordan propaganda, I would I would say. Uh like there was a couple moments, for example, like I think it was either episode one or two. You're telling me that he went into a hotel room with all of his teammates and he didn't do drugs with them? There is absolutely no shot. There is no way. Yeah. And then I I don't know. How do you feel about the fact that Jordan probably controlled the narrative more or less? Um, I personally don't think it's a big deal. I wasn't watching it in like a, a critical sense. Mm-hmm. I was just watching it to see like the old footage and be entertained. But a lot of people are upset because they think that Jordan kind of uh, fixed the fixed the game, if you know what I mean. Um. Do we know who initiated the series to begin with? Was this like a thing that ESPN came to Jordan had to really convince them, or this is something where Jordan granted them 
unprecedented camera access in like the 97 98 season. yeah so the 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 whole there's like multiple stories out of espn brian windhorse which i don't believe this one bit because that guy literally would kill for lebron james um he said that jordan probably came out and said that now was a good time to do it because lebron had won his title with cleveland he was kind of coming for like the greatest player ever i don't really buy all of that um i feel like it probably there's probably just a point where jordan was like we have all this footage let's get it out there is my personal opinion but as far as i understand it espn approached jordan about releasing it and he granted them access to use the footage recently. if that so if if that's the case, then I would say Jordan probably didn't kind of guide a ton of it. Just did what he needed to to get it out there. At the same time, though, uh, again, I, I'm not super well-versed in this, but from what I've read, it seems like Jordan owned all of the footage that they used. That whatever whoever he let in the locker room, he had uh, control of that footage, or at least had a say in when they could what footage they could use so okay i'm mixed regardless i don't care i thought it was one of the greatest docs ever i'm just another revenue stream for uh for michael guys made yeah. money it's unreal um i think he <clears throat> definitely controlled the narrative everyone who went against him was made out as the bad guy the pistons bill lambeer isaiah thomas getting interviewed all over the place after this and they're like getting Forrest asked Grant. questions like they're the bad guy dude yeah I mean, like, so everyone across him is like, you're, you're kind of the devil. But um, no, it was pretty incredible to watch, just having not lived it before. Um, yeah. So, John, I, I have two questions for you because you've seen the whole thing. Chad, you can decide to answer this if you want to or not. One, what was your favorite part of the doc? And number two, who do you think the biggest losers and winners of the doc were? Wow. I can go while John thinks about it. I don't I can't really speak on my favorite part, but biggest winners I'd say is like our generation. You know, and I think that's like like you two obviously were all over it every Sunday night and it's because, you know, we didn't really live through the I mean, we were so young when he was playing that we don't remember him. I can tell you for a fact I don't remember Michael Jordan playing. And I don't know. I just like even home with like when I watched the first two episodes, I was excited and like wanted to. This was when I was home. So I was like, wanted to get my dad to watch and he just watched bits and pieces. But it just he what didn't seem as excited. And I don't know if that's just because he lived through it. He kind of knows what happened in a sense. So that's why I think in terms of winners, like people that don't really know the story, didn't live through it and actually get to experience those 10 episodes are the winners. I very vaguely remember him on the Wizards way back. Vaguely remember that. Uh, I would say my favorite part was right before when he was talking, like when he teared up from just reminiscing on how competitive he is. I mean, that's just so absurd. That's I've like, watched that video like legit 20 times. Like so that two absurd, minute video. but so yeah. awesome. So awesome. I love the, the quarter gambling game with the guy in the, poopy hair dude that was probably my like the funniest moment dude that was just that was electric what a king um 
the Kobe, the episode that introed with Kobe in the All-Star game was awesome. R.I.P. to our guy. Very sad. I can only imagine if he was alive for um, just like watching that. Um, I like the ri- rivalry with Barkley, too. But, yeah, no, I mean, there are a lot of good parts. Tough to pick. Uh, winners, similar to what Chad said. I'll go losers. So I think the LeBron, LeBron is the GOAT Warriors. Uh, all those folks, probably a loser here until LeBron gets his 10-part documentary, which will definitely happen. Uh, the Pistons, from a PR standpoint, like I said, everyone hates them. Uh, Jerry Krause, that dude got Jerry Krause, buried. yeah. <laughs> Jerry Krause, I've almost, dude, he like never popped up in the last few episodes. He was just I like. Think, I think they might have been like, listen, we exhausted. really went at Jerry Krause. We got to yeah, chill out a little bit. They kill, and the man's dead. He couldn't even defend himself. So, I mean, that's tough. But yeah, the first few episodes, I mean. Whew. They were a doozy for him. So I have a question for you guys. Um, I saw this on Twitter, I think, at some point last week. Sitting here today right now, and you could have a 10-part series come out on any athlete or really any one period tomorrow. Who would you want that documentary on? Me, I'm with 90% of America. I would love one on Tiger Woods. Uh, where do you get 90% of America. Dude, the responses, the responses to that tweet were 90% said Tiger. Listen, it would be really great because he has a very clear rise, fall, and then, like, redemption story. It's a very easy documentary to make. It's basically your – that's what you want out of a documentary, so I can see that. Me, personally, I'm a little bit biased. I, I don't know if it's going to be 10 parts. It probably shouldn't be 10 parts. But I am dying for a 30 for 30 of the downfall of the Oklahoma city thunder, not the downfall, but like the era of when they had Harden, Westbrook, Durant. I want to hear like Durant and Westbrook talk about their final years together. Like, was there truly beef there? Are they boys? Like I, I, that's something that I am dying to see. And cause I know if if they interview Durant in the doc, he's going to be saying some absurd things. I agree with that. That's a little biased. You're just a Thunder guy. You love it. I I, I literally yes, said know. this is biased before I said that. So, yeah. I mean, you can't blame me. Well, this one's interesting. I just thought of this. I just, just to be different, I wanted to try to mix it up. What if, you, if they had footage from like 2003 to 2005, the USC Trojans? I feel like so much went down those three years. Reggie Bush, Pete Carroll, bolting right after dude he knew stuff was going on they never really got punished beyond reggie i feel like i could be wrong if i'm forgetting but that was a good team that was a really good team i think it'd be interesting i like another that. i, I, I uh, like associated one. with that i did see that apparently there were uh video people are i guess filmers cameramen that were granted access to a couple of Kobe Bryant's teams. I forget the exact year, but it looks like we could be getting a similar thing about Kobe and Shaq's Lakers teams, which would be sick. That would be nice. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I lied. USC got their national championship vacated in 2014, 2004. So yeah, I mean, that'd be interesting. I think that'd be cool. 
Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Chad's excited at the thought. Who, I, My last question on the doc, it, it's not really related to the doc, but like the players of the doc, who are you most impressed with besides Jordan that you saw throughout the doc? Like who was one guy that you didn't really realize he was as good as he was? My Mine personally was BJ Armstrong. He apparently was somewhat of a baller that I had no idea. I'd never heard of him before. And I'll give Charles Barkley a little bit of love too. I didn't know he. I knew he was really yeah. good, but he was like. Dumb. I thought one dude who I just have always seen on Twitter from Big Cat getting just pulverized. John Paxson, I guess, was a pretty good player. He had some clutch shots. Uh, but I wouldn't say he was the most impressive. I just was interested to see. I didn't know he even played for them. Um. I mean. Dude, Pippen was so – I honestly did not know Pippen was as good as he was. Like, he was a stud. I think it's crazy that even when Jordan left to play baseball, Pippen took over, was arguably probably one of the – maybe the best player in the league when he was gone. Jordan comes back. It's like, okay, I'll go to second fiddle. That guy was a stud. And he went to a college no one's ever heard of. Drafted fifth overall. Him, him and Rodman were really great stories going yeah. to, like, basically no-name colleges yeah. and working their way up. But that Pippen thing is, like, basically I what I felt like was the entire, like, question of the documentary is, like, at what point – I guess it, it's more of, like, what is the cost of winning, right? So yeah. they talk about in the doc – I think they had, like, Steve Kerr, Pippen, et cetera, talking about how much fun they had as a team playing when Jordan wasn't there. Yeah. But they didn't win. Expectations. It's like, what... I That's what I felt like the point of the documentary was. It's like, what is the trade-off between winning? And obviously you could see Jordan had a somewhat regret about how he treated his teammates. He literally was crying during that scene. I don't know if that's because he was crying because he felt bad for his teammates or crying because he knew that like that was the only way he could do it. Um, but I thought that was by far one of the most interesting facets about it is that like mm-hmm. they kind of painted Jordan as a, a psychopath uh, in certain things. And I, he probably is a psychopath to be honest. Perfect comparison for the expectations, you know, is us right here. You know, we're such big shots now. Like, Every time we release an episode, the expectations are through the roof. We need to perform stress week to week. You know, when we were just starting trying to build a listening base, you know, you're more loose with it. A few more swear words here and there. But now it's like we got the whole world watching us. All eyes are on us. We got to perform expectations through the roof. All right. Pippin, Rodman, Jordan, out of our three, who's who? Last question, then we'll, we'll move on to something else besides the last dance. Uh, I think we do like Kerr, Pippen, and Rodman. <laughs> I don't know if we can. No, no, no. Our, we got Jordan. Jordan. Jordan's not on the pod, though. That's AJ. AJ's Jordan. Okay. 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 Um, I would Chad go this. Steve Kerr, a thousand well, percent. Well, hold you on, look hold on. like Steve Kerr, bro. <laughs> you actually want to look, look like Steve Kerr. He looks like Steve I Kerr. I want to read. I want to rephrase this. I think AJ is Jordan. 
Connor is Phil Jackson. He keeps us together. Organization. Good coach. Connor or John is Pippin, a stud. And I'm Rodman. I'm kinda I kinda like I'm just out there like you don't know what to expect. He's gotta take a Vegas trip soon. He's this the pod's been really stressing him out. He needs to get out. That is that's literally us as the Bulls. Connor is definitely Phil Jackson. Not even gonna overthink that one. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, that was great. I hope we get another one soon. Sports are kind of starting to seem like they're, they're coming back. They're trickling in. Yeah, big event I mean, this weekend. I mean, so well, we've had. Uh, let's see. UFC. UFC. The two KBA. weekends ago, UFC was wonderful. Uh, I didn't really watch the past week after Wednesday. Killed me. Um, don't really care about the fight nights, honestly. Um, KBO, talk to Mike. That's the end of the KBO discussion for today. Um, horse racing. I tell you what, dude. Horse racing's fun to watch, but God, every I go into every every time I throw, I'll throw like a one dollar super effective bet, and by the time the race starts, I've talked myself into winning. Like the odds of winning that is so low, and your payout is so high. But every time I talk myself, I'm like, this is the one that's gonna happen. By the end of the week, I've lost a hundred super effective bets, but. I mean, it's neither here nor there. A lot of hype, you know. We have our bet laid out for the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. Now is the build-up. Well, speaking of sports coming back, Chad, in fact, has bets on NASCAR at Darlington tonight. And, folks, if you saw our tweet earlier, it, Darlington was in doubt. Big-time doubt with the rain, the thunder. John hit us Rose early. Down. He lives there. He knew that it was getting thunderstormed, and uh, Chad agreed to cut his hair if Darlington goes on. I have no idea what time the race is supposed to start, so if it is going to start, but apparently there's a good chance that it does. At 7.18, six minutes ago, Bob Pockrass tweeted, National Anthem will be 7.30, Green Flag 7.50. So Chad... Disclaimer here, Chad's Clippers might not arrive in time for tonight. However, we will get a video of Chad clipping his hair Chad, if NASCAR go goes on, tonight. Are you going to go live on Instagram? Yeah, you should go live on our Instagram story. The 7th wow. Rounders Instagram. I, I want you to go live. every now and then. I and don't know. John and I can join the, the Instagram from our own accounts. It'll be great. You just we, we can only chat. do – we learned you can only do two at a time at the NFL draft. So we can – I probably – I mean, I'll just pop in for a few minutes, just check in, see, see how Chad's doing. Okay. All right. I think I can do that. And they should be here by 8 p.m. Your hair is ridiculously long. How is it staying? <laughs> I could literally take the stage to it right now if you wanted to a little bit. What'd you say? What, what's your... Go ahead. What? I was going to say, what's your game plan for the haircut if it goes on? Are you just going to go just straight, just rip it all off? With a I'm, I'm going to go super short on the sides. I haven't figured out what I'm going to do on the top yet. I was thinking about, you know, growing it on the top, have like a ponytail at some point. <laughs> like just do something right. compl- like super short, like a borderline mohawk. You know who you would look like? is You remember Louis Amundsen from The Suns? I do not, no. All right, well, I want you to Google Louis Amundsen. He was an NBA player. If you got a ponytail, he had like a blonde ponytail, you would honestly look like him. It's Louis. It's probably Louis, obviously. Like uh, Victor Louis? L-O-U-I-S Amundsen. A-M-U-N-D-S-O-N. 
O M O M. No, A M. A M. This is bad radio. Yeah, you'll find it. All right. Bad radio with the seventh rounders. Hey, Chad, while we're on it, let's talk about you experienced some success this past weekend. I believe you picked the winner at Darlington on Sunday, Kevin Harvick. Um, What do you got for tonight? People won't be able to hear this until tomorrow, so we'll just know what your results were. Not only what do you have for tonight, but what are you looking at when you're making your NASCAR picks? All right. So right now in the book, it's been really just essentially money line winners. Um, So take tonight. Um, Harvick is plus 280. He's the favorite after winning on Sunday. And the next guys, I think Kyle Busch is second at plus 500. So it's virtually impossible to get that right. I will say this. If you're going that route, I would go three guys. I'd go, depending on who you like. So let's take tonight. Harvick's going to be a massive favorite. Issue is they are, so they're taking the results from Sunday. They're flipping the order of the top 20, keeping 21 through 40 as is to start the race. So Harvick won on Sunday. He'll start 20th tonight. Charlotte, or I'm sorry, not Charlotte, Darlington, very hard to pass at. Less the track, more how they have the cars set up. NASCAR has completely screwed up some of these setups with the cars. It's just super hard to pass this year. Um, So coming from 20th is going to be difficult. It's possible, though, because you see a guy like Martin Truex, who's also one of the favorites, started 16th on Sunday, went to the back. He made his way all the way back to the front, got screwed uh, in the pits. But I did, I sprinkled Moneyline Harvick, which is where a lot of my winnings came from on Sunday. And then you have the matchups. So it's just two guys who finishes higher type deal, as well as uh, specific drivers finish inside the top five, outside the top six. Would you equate it to betting on golf a bit? Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Um, so obviously you're not going to hear or you're going to know the results for tonight, but fast forward, let's fast forward to Charlotte this weekend, uh, Sunday. John, you could maybe even like drive around the track. That'd be cool. Um, some of the front runners you're going to want to avoid. Denny Hamlin. People probably know who he is because he's big with Barstool and whatnot. Avoid him. Uh, he's great on the super speedways, but, you know, not a super speedway. I don't see him finishing in the top five, so fade big time. Kyle Busch, our defending champ, has now, not wait, shown this, speed. You're talking about Darlington or Charlotte? Um, I'm talking about both. They're very, in a sense, similar track, so kind of play it the same for both. So, like, for tonight, I didn't put um, money line on anyone. So, I just did – I have Truex and um, – Truex and Kurt Busch finishing in the top five. All right. Uh, and then for matchups. So, one was who finishes higher, Denny Hamlin or Chase Elliott. I went Chase Elliott there. Another one who finishes higher, Chase Elliott or Kurt Busch. I have Kurt Busch. So those are the two guys I really like. If you want someone low on the odds, Tyler Reddick. Uh, he is new in the eight car this year. He's freaky good. Young kid, like 24 years old. Keep your eye on, keep an eye on him. Um, but yeah, you're just going to have to wait and see. I mean, they get no practice time for probably the next month. 
So usually how it works on a NASCAR weekend is teams arrive to the track Wednesday, sometimes Thursday morning. Um, they'll have their first practice usually depends usually Friday morning. Uh, then you have other series that race Friday night, Saturday night. Uh, so NASCAR usually gets two or three practices in before the race on Sunday and they don't get any of that. So it's just cars are coming off the trucks and they're going. So it comes down to guys that have good relationships with their crew chiefs that favors guys like Harvick, guys like Truex, uh, guys like Joey Logano. So tonight, obviously I can't help you because this is coming out on Thursday, but moving forward with no practice, look to take guys that are starting up front. That's important. Here's an interesting bet for you, Chad. Okay. And you've honestly, I think, convinced me to bet this week. So good job. Listen, because that you was, sound that so was honestly great. You yeah, sound so educated great. on this. Like you sound so passionately educated that I have, you've talked, I'm pretty much ready to take, can you send me all your picks, please? Yeah. He um, told me that, uh, what's his face wasn't good on the, what is it? A super track? Is that what it's called? Denny, no, Den, Denny Hamlin's good on super speedway. So like Daytona that, 500. That's the super speedway. That's all I needed to hear. Yeah. Um, all right, here you go. This is an interesting bet. All right, ready? Yeah. Big four win the Toyota 500 in Darlington tonight. The big four are Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch, and Alex Bowman. They're only plus 110. They're a slight dog that the one of four of them wins. Uh, the big four won't win is a minus 140 favorite. What do you think about that? I probably like the field only because Harvick is starting 20th. Kyle Busch is outside the top 20, and Bowman's starting like 17th. That leaves Brad Keselowski, who's starting the top 10, and was up front on Sunday, but didn't show a lot of speed. So I'd personally go with the big four won't win. Okay. Uh, I didn't go that route. Um, another one I see here is a Ford wins mm-hmm. uh, versus a Ford won't win. I mean, I would go... Uh, Chevy's have been the fastest, so that's Jimmy Johnson, Chase Elliott, uh, William Byron, and Bowman, just to name a few. Um, so I would say a Ford won't win, but that's, you know, minus 190 is not great odds there. And bets are trickling in to bettingzoo.ag. Harvick, third or better, I don't like. Kyle Bush, sixth or worst. Breaking news. Dude. I just got a text from my barber. The barber shop's open here. This is huge. I can't believe it. Let's go. Yo, speaking of speaking of haircuts, I am going to my good family friend's house in the Hamptons this weekend for Memorial Day weekend, and I am having her mother cut my hair. It's going to be phenomenal. I, I've been needing a haircut for legit a month now, at least. Yeah, this is, this is huge. Big week. Anyway, Chad. Yeah, send me your picks. I love – you said one that I loved. It was Truex to finish in the top five. Is that still around? Can I still um, take that? On I mine, I don't see it. But I see Hamlin, fifth or better, sixth or worse. I would go sixth or worse. Um, some matchups. There's Truex is minus 105 versus Kyle Busch okay. minus 125. I'd prefer okay. Truex there. Um, it's coming down to it though. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll take a look at that. Um, we'll come back to it in a few minutes here. 
Uh, any closing thoughts on NASCAR, Chad? You know, it's good to have something back that I'm passionate about. Yeah. Um, but with sports ramping up, you know, it's almost time for fantasy baseball. Um, I don't know if the MLB is going to happen this year. They seem yeah. like they're having quite a bit of uh, drawback every time they seem like they're going to start. A lot of drama with the players and the uh, owners. The owners just are yeah. so, like, listen. why is it so hard? My question is, my question is, so Blake Snell came out and said he wasn't pe- going to play for less than his full contract. Essentially, well, Bryce Harper backed him up. I mean, that's more or less what he said. More or so less. So they had said. they had agreed to an initial pay cut like a month or two ago, and I think what Snell meant is he's not going to take an additional pay cut, so he won't play for anything other than the what they had agreed to like a month or two ago. But same sort of, they're not going to take another pay cut. Is essentially because from what I understand, the owners agreed to the players on an initial pay cut, and now I don't know if they're recrunching the numbers, but they're like, shit, you guys, we need you to take another pay cut, and now the players are like, nah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I just, I personally, I don't know if baseball is coming back this year. It's seems like uh, it. It at first seemed like the sport that was most likely to come back, and it seems like they keep stalling, stalling, stalling. I don't like that progress. On the other hand, big news out of the NBA today seems like Disney World will be hosting the NBA playoffs this year. Um, they are starting to adjust their hotels, et cetera, to host the NBA teams. And it looks like that we are going to get the playoffs. Doc Rivers came out today and said that he thinks the Clippers are the best suited to win, that they've been doing great. I have no question that the, the Clippers are still in shape because Patrick Beverly is an absolute psychopath. But how is I that going think, to work? Is this, is the regular season over technically? So they haven't agreed on an official proposal, but what I've seen being thrown around, and John can attest to this firsthand, um, I was lucky enough to have Mark Cuban join my uh, Action Network's company All Hands meeting last week. It was great. He's a great guy. Um, I was there. I was in it for a little bit. John, I FaceTimed nice. John, let him see him a little bit. Um, from what he was saying, it seems like if the NBA season does come back, that there will be a some sort of playoff uh, or round-robin tournament amongst the teams that are still statistically... Um, the teams that can still statistically make the playoffs for the eight seed. And then the other teams would already be locked in, if that makes sense. I guess there's a scenario if the, se- if the like teams could jump up to the seven. I think it's basically a round-robin tournament between whatever teams like could still make the playoffs or miss the playoffs. So if they went ahead and just jumped right into the playoffs without doing a round robin tournament, there would be issues like full on riots from me. My Sacramento Kings are two and a half. They were streaking. They were streaking. Oh, red hot. So the Western conference, I believe it would be uh, the Mavericks, the Kings, um the Pelicans Jazz no 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 the Pelicans yeah yeah that's who I was thinking of. yeah I, I think it would be the Pelicans Pelicans the, Trailblazers um Kings Kings Pelicans Trailblazers Mavericks. Kings 
Mavericks. Are the Mavs? I thought the Mavs were like the, the Mavs sixth were seed. the eight seed. They were the eight seed. I let me pull up the uh, the stands right now, but I'm pretty sure. I thought the Mavs were like the six, and the eight is someone bad, and the Pelicans are making a run to get to the eight. The eight is, it's someone bad. Don't quote me on who, but it's a just an absolute like Kings would bury him in seven, in four. The Western Conference. No, no. Oh wait, this is last year. Give me a second. I was like, there's no way the Clippers are the eight seed. Um, oh, it's they're not bad. The Mavs are the seven seed. Grizzlies are the eight seed. They're not bad. 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 They are not bad. John Morant, Jerron Jackson, they are great. Bad. They I are a good team. The Kings are bad. They're twenty eight and thirty six right now, and you want them to get in the playoffs with a forty four percent winning percentage. Yes, hundred percent. I want. I want. If it does happen, if the NBA season continues, I really want to see the Pelicans get in to see a uh, Zion Lebron playoff damn dude i miss fucking sports yeah it's been so long on the other hand though they're they they are definitely gonna go this year i have no doubt in my mind that the nfl will find a way to play their full season they don't give a damn no if you Uh, were to ask me who's good in the nhl right now i'd have absolutely no idea i've honestly forgot the uh nhl i don't think they're really was the best thing that could have happened for the buffalo sabers same same. Well, the best thing that could have happened for me, I had so many futures on the Minnesota Wild who are dog shit. So that's good. I actually, part of me wanted the NBA season to get canceled because I have like legitimately like seven open like future bets in the NBA and it is like kind of stressing me out. So let's hope that I, I don't care. I will honestly pay that money out today to see the NBA come back. I'm over it. But at first, I was a little bit concerned. 180 out of powers. Wow. A 360. No, no, no. I was just saying, I was saying at one point, I was like kind of happy it got canceled, but then it's, we're too far gone. I want to see the end of the season. Like, screw it. Yeah. Well, second segment, I think we're bringing back here, guys. Last call. Uh, this one, for some reason, it just kind of dwindled itself out in the very early going. I don't know why. Last call, though, for those that don't remember, we should take a minute or two here. Just, Whatever we got in our chest, let it go. Chad, is there anything that you'd like to close with? Yeah, so if anyone's, you know, looking for stock market advice, come to me. I decided to hop back in last Wednesday. Um, just sprinkle a little dough in there because I wasn't, I, I, was, I was scared. I'm up 30%. Okay. Since last Wednesday, um, El Dorado Resorts skyrocketing. <laughs> Penn National. I tell you what, Chad. Chad, Chad Deadass might just spin a bottle. Like no. he might just put like twelve <laughs> stocks out there and just be like, them. "What do I buy today?" No. First, Opco Health, which is a like a large healthcare provider. Um, Read a couple things on them, liked what they are doing, so I attacked them. Had to get in with the oil. Why not? Act like I really know what I'm talking about. Petrobras, so a Brazilian oil refinery type company. I'm in on them. They're doing well. Um, I had Halle Burton. Penn fans, Penn National Gaming is detonating, so they've been doing well. Then Eldorado Resorts. I just think, you know, gambling's an addiction. 
And you know, you have the people that love to go into their casinos Friday nights and just why? spend all the money they can. So as casinos start to open back up, people are just going to be poor, just flooding. So why, uh, I want I want to say something about Penn National real quick. Listen, I'm also invested in that stock decently heavily. I don't know if that was proper grammar. I'm investing in that stock yeah. a decent amount. Um, I think it's great where it is right now. It's The thing that's going to get us the money, though, is they are currently in talks to develop a online betting platform, an online sports book, uh, in association with Barstool Sports, which if they launch that properly and it gains enough traction, that is when we're going to see the stocks take off. I don't oh. think casino life's going to be normal for the rest of 2020. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. Okay. That was my last call. I'm done. Who's up? Connor. My last call is screw Michael Thomas. I <laughs> cannot stand can't guard Mike. He haunts me on Twitter. He haunts me on Instagram. He's such a whining little baby. I don't know if I'm. you guys saw it, obviously. Yeah. We talked about it. Fox Sports posts this innocent thing saying, what is harder to do, catching a pass one-on-one versus Stephon Gilmore or guarding Michael Thomas one-on-one? First, I want to say Matt Marzula with a hilarious comment. It was the first one I saw. It said, yeah. I haven't done either, so I have no idea. That was great. That <laughs> yeah. was great. However, Devontae Parker, who is in Stephon Gilmore's division and plays him twice a year, had eight catches for 137 yards and a touchdown, maybe two touchdowns. I actually, I, I got the, when I sent that, he actually did not score that game. Uh, okay. He eight, did have the eight, eight, 137 yards. Eight, yeah. This is a guy that has done well against Stephon Gilmore. He plays him twice a year. There is no doubt in my mind that he's going to say, A, that Stephon Gilmore is the harder challenge. He doesn't play corner. He's a receiver. And Michael Thomas, out of nowhere, just like telling him that, the only reason he thinks that is because he's a scrub, basically, was the most ridiculous and bullshit thing ever. I, I thought I lost so much respect for Thomas. I already hate him because he's a saint, and I hate him because people think he's better than Julio. But that, I mean, what does that do for him? He just, I didn't understand where he was coming from. Yeah, he looked dude, like a baby. I'm so glad he caught so much shit for that. I'm so glad, dude. And then I looked at his Twitter. His Twitter, he he's literally only a- retweets stuff about himself. Like, he's... He's out of his mind. And I, I said previously, I've been Michael Thomas, but I was like, yeah, he's the best. Now I'm like, nah, I don't really like him. Bad, bad uh, team guy. So I'm out on him. I'm out. We're, the seventh rounders are out on Michael Thomas. He really but, does just run quick slants in and out routes, dude. He doesn't go downfield. So I think and the like, most. I'm not going to deny that he's incredible. He's, he's great easily top yeah. three, but like, shut the hell up. We don't care. It's just interesting, I think, of Parker's comments essentially saying, yeah, like imagine what I would do with 300 catches a year. So right. it's obviously not just Parker that's thinking like that. So I'm wondering, like, is that how majority of the receivers in the NFL just think Thomas's stats I mean, are complete that, bullshit? That, that's what I'm saying. I, I kid you not. If you, like, took Julio, Hopkins, Godwin, Evans, and you put them on the Saints who have literally no other – receiving option but thomas and they have sean payton who is a great play caller julio jones and all those guys are putting up the same amount of reception yeah 
The guy yeah. averages like 11 yards a catch for his career. That is not that good. It's, He's in a great it, situation. I mean, it is good. It is good. It's above average. But, like, when you compare him to the elite receivers, Mike Evans is averaging he, – he might set an NFL record when he retires, like, for – for yards yards per catch he he's at like i think he's at 16 or 17 right now i think the i don't know what the record is and like how many catches you need to qualify because like there's I've, I've looked a little bit some guys have like 20 yards per catch but they've only had like i don't know 100 career receptions or whatever but i just think thomas's skill set is seen in multiple receivers around the league so yeah He's Parker's great, a good though. player. Anyway. And then... John, you have a last what call. What is your last call, John? My last call is Memorial Day weekend. Coming up here. Going to the lake. Lake Drew in Georgia. It's not the actual name. I can't think of the name. But my buddy Drew is at the lake. So, shout out to him. Avid listener. Friend of the show. Guest of the show. Uh, looking forward to uh, playing some basketball. Apparently, we've got a pool basketball hoop and a regular basketball hoop. Hopefully the tropical storm stays away, get out on the water, maybe go fishing. I haven't done that in years, but it's fun, I think. So <laughs> uh, it should be a fun weekend. I'm excited. Got Monday off. Are you going to drive the new car down there? That's the plan, dude. Bless you, Connor. Planning on taking uh, taking myself, Pat T, and uh, Tom down, and Lexi. So it should be a little uh, little squad trip down. Tom asked if he could drink in the new car. I said, no. Uh, well, I said, definitely nothing sugary. So I don't need that on the seats. Um, are the seats loud? It. They are. Wow. Oh, then it doesn't matter. You can wash them. Yeah, but I mean, it's I don't want that on the seats. I agree. I, agree. I wouldn't let him drink the micro. I'm just saying, hypothetically, you could clean them. Yeah. Don't give him that idea. Well, I hope that? you enjoy that. I will be going to Cape Cod in a few weeks Very nice. as well. Um, Chad, I'm sure you have a trip planned at some point, hopefully. Uh, is there anything else you'd like, yep. like to add? I think that's it. Um, everyone stay safe. We'll, uh, hopefully be back, you know, try and get back on a, a weekly schedule. Is that feasible for you two? We'll see. We'll 100%. talk percent. We will, uh, John we'll also... is playing hard to get well, as here's we the, end here's the, here's the I, here's John just here's realized here's that the race starts thing. in two minutes. Here's the thing. John John has a big weekend ahead of him. We'll see where he is next week. Regardless, we will get you Chad's picks for Saturday for NASCAR. Um, keep an eye out for KBO picks. Horse racing. Bundesliga. I love it. Bundesliga now. It's been... We will be in touch. We are going to try to increase our recording time now that sports are starting to trickle back. But uh, we missed you guys we appreciate you guys and we hope everyone's staying safe and we hope to get back to the real world sooner than later love you guys peace thank you for listening production by aj bradbury